Hey guys, Adam Ray here. Thank you so much for tuning into the About Last Night podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you so much. Subscribe here. Click this button right here. Subscribe to the channel to get all your ALN goodies, podcast clips, the full episodes. Um, and of course, subscribe to the Adam Ray YouTube channel right here as well. Uh, check out my live from Portland special, the Dr. Phil Bilber interview, uh, dropping a Jeremy's pretend friend. Friends comedy special live from the comedy store this Friday on my YouTube channel uh, where my uh, my friend Jeremy hosted an Adam Ray and Buddy show at the comedy store with Joe Gatto, Jess May Peluso, Eliza Schlesinger, Pete Holmes and Steve-O from Jackass. It's an incredible uh, piece of uh, piece of comedy. Check that out this Friday, October 13th. It drops on Adam Ray's YouTube channel. And of course, follow me on uh, Instagram threads and TikTok at Adam Ray Comedy, the podcast at Alan Podcast. Today's episode is a banger. Um, I cannot wait for you guys to uh, to see this interview. It's one of my longtime friends in comedy, uh, a comedy store favorite, uh, a legend, a myth, uh, a sweetheart. Ryan Mervis. We're talking everything music festivals, pups, comedy, the comedy store, Minnesota, hacky sack. Um, and we just scratched the surface. Ryan is a, a great dude, uh, a staple of the store, truly. Bartends at the store, is a comedian at the store. And as funny as he is, kind as he is, bearded, and um, and it's just a blast. Uh, part two is imminent. Uh, follow Ryan at Ryan Mervis on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all that bullshit, and um, and go see him live whenever you get a chance. Come see me on the road, AdamRayComedy.com for all my tour dates. Vegas, we're coming to you this weekend, October twelfth through the fifteenth. Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. Cannot wait. Uh, October twelfth through the fifteenth. Come out and see your boy. And, of course, October 11th, a day before that, I'll be at the Irvine Improv with Adam Carolla and Brad Williams. The following week, October 20th through the 22nd, I'll be with Sal Volcano in Savannah, Athens, and Macon, Georgia. Come out and see us. I'll then be with Sal November 29th and December 1st and 2nd for his comedy special tapings. I'll be at the DC Improv December 6th and 7th. And at Mike Drop Comedy Club in San Diego, December uh, uh, 15th and 16th. And a New Year's show that I cannot announce yet, but will be announcing soon. All that ticket info at AdamRayComedy.com. Um, thank you so much for being here. Tell a friend, tell a hater, and enjoy the episode. A brand new one of the About Last Night podcast with Ryan Mervis. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Guys, welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here with a longtime friend. He might look like your uh, neighborhood drug dealer. He might look like the guy who uh, does security for heaven. He might look like the guy who um, has been to every Burning Man since it started. He might look like a guy who is a friend to many, uh, a lover to few, um, (laughs) a a friend of the canines, uh, a walker of the streets, a talker of the... Sheets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a future phone sex operator and a comedy store staple. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Ryan Mervis. Hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey team. What came first, the laugh or the beard? Uh, 
Got them as a combo. Yeah. Uh, eBay, actually. <laughs> Have you bought anything on eBay ever, be honest? Uh, I actually did. Oddly enough, I just bought uh, National Lampoon, the cover of uh, uh, Buy This Magazine, and We'll Shoot This Dog. No way. And then here we are. Here we are at the old National Lampoon Studios. Yeah. Very crazy. That might have been in this room. Yeah. There's something about the history of old comedy nostalgia that is, uh, I guess, just not even nostalgia. National Lampoon was a launching pad for a lot of great talents. For so much. And, mean, for SNL. And it's, you know, it was chronicled, I guess, in the um, stupid and futile gesture that Will Forte did. Yeah, great but, movie. Awesome Featuring movie. our buddy Rick Glassman. Featuring Rick Glassman as um, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. And Joe McHale, I think it's Chevy Chase, maybe? Chevy, no. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that time is just so, there's just so many great times in comedy, which I feel like we're living right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you and I met in San Diego. No. In yeah. LA. No. In San Diego. Yeah. I think, I think at the um, the place that you, me, Ren Azizi, Brian Moses, was that the first yeah, place? Well, that we met before. I think we met at La Jolla, maybe. Okay, yeah. At the comedy store in La Jolla. Yes. You were working there. No, no, I was just I was just there all the time. Yeah. And then I was running that show, the crab show. Yes. That's where right. it was all you can eat crab <laughs> and stand up comedy. Just what better could go together. That's right. Uh, when people then, think of you, they think of crabs and comedy. Well, at least crabs. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have like Moses was helping me book that show. Yeah. And then we him and I would come down here, down to San Diego, like every Tuesday, because we ran a bunch of shows and like couldn't give them up. Yeah. And then we did that the anniversary show with you, me, Ranazizi, and Moses. And the photo from that, too, like, we look like children. We're so young. Like, yeah. Your hair is, like, down past your shoulders. Yeah. I was going like, full Fabio. Or yeah. at least trying to. Oh, it was glorious. <laughs> yeah. uh, that drive down, those types of trips, San Diego to L.A., L.A. to San Diego, are great comedy road trips because it's two to three hours. Yeah, it's short. It's enough time to, like, chum it up, not get tired of each other. Be excited for the gig still coming yeah. off. You're riding the high of the car ride, hopefully, into the gig and then into the night. And I think we met up with Mark Ellis and Melissa Villasenor and yeah. Adam Egit. Yeah, down in uh, uh, Pacific, Pacific Beach. Beach. PB, the PB. butthole of America. Yeah, well, you know, people do throw up in the streets there. Yeah. Like it's, if HPV was a city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pacific Beach is a great place to go, not to raise a family, but to find a family. If you're yeah, lost and you're yeah. looking just to stumble into someone's house. <laughs> Can and, I live here? <laughs> because everyone's easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. And yeah, there's food and there's beach and there's booze and there's boobs and butts and BYOBs. And yeah, I think it's, it's more bars per capita than I think anywhere else in the country. Gotta be. And it's so close to SeaWorld. Shout out to, um, uh, not Harambe. That's the grill that... Uh, Got well, Harambe gets one too. <laughs> Just the, general the shout Shamu. out to Harambe. Yeah, and to Shamu. Let's give an RIP shout out to Harambe, the gorilla from Kentucky Zoo. We'll miss you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, how do you do a gorilla shout out? I think you just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Tim Allen, but to the skies. <laughs> <laughs> you think. T- <laughs> now, if people don't know this about Murph, he can do voices. And not just gorillas, but one. Oh, sorry, squirrel. We're referring to the squirrel, and this isn't like a, like a bullshit red squirrel. No, no, what, no, no. no. Well, like the pushover. It's like a Democrat. The, yeah, the, no. This is, is that like what the, you like, meant? No, I'm just saying that the red squirrel. And sure, it's cutesy, but it's like the pretentious like art school squirrel. This is like a gray squirrel. Yes. Like a, 
like the working man squirrel, like a union squirrel. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like a squirrel that drives a Buick, but like an old Buick. He, like, he enjoys a nice Miller Lite, but he prefers a Coors Light. Yeah. And if he sees you drinking like a seltzer, he'll probably say something. Yeah, oh, he'll say something and maybe, uh, you know, light a cigarette afterwards. He won't even smoke it. No. Nope. Just light it. Just light it and hold it. <laughs> he'll just, he'll see it. He'll light up the cigarette. He'll... And then. <laughs> Where in the fuck did you figure out you could do a squirrel impression? I have no idea. Like, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to have gum. This is how I... <laughs> <laughs> Great beginning to the answer of that question. Like, how did you figure out you could do a squirrel? I wasn't allowed to have gum as a kid. Wait, there's probably... A, this all is going to add up. No, that's the whole story. Okay. <laughs> Our uh, guest today has been Ryan Mervis. Yeah, no. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, no. No, because I, I think when I was, like, defiant that I couldn't have gum, so I was, like, chewing on my, my tongue. Like, uh, Wow. And I did it so much that it became, like, if I was, like, focusing, playing Super Mario Kart or something, I would start, like, chew, like, chewing on my tongue. I'm like, a fucking rainbow run. You know? Now, did you always... I guess kids innately need something to chew on, right? I guess Whether so. it's discipline or snacks. Yeah. Um, or a back of a hand. Or a back of a hand. <laughs> yeah. Were you an only child? Uh, I've got a sister. Yes. Yeah. Where's well, she? She's in Seattle. I nice. Think. Or Portland. She went back and forth. Like the Northwest. Years, yeah. Um, there's something about playing video games, too, as a kid, where you're you're locked into the game. But oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're ADHD, ADD... HPV is taken off, and you're looking for something else to do, always. I think kids, right? It's why, yeah. like, we're just we're just you don't have the attention span. Yes, we need yeah. tasks, and so the chewing on the tongue makes sense. But so you start doing that, and then and I think it builds up cheek muscles, because like I can put air like in my cheek. But if you're like it built up a family of squirrels, <laughs> yeah, then they just live. moved in, and this is actually them asking for help. <laughs> save us! Save us! Wait, so you start doing the noise? Yeah, and like I could. Like put air up there, and then I think the chewing Great movie. built uh, Kevin Bacon. The oh, air up yeah. there. Sorry, keep going. That is, he does the thing. He yeah. says, hey, I'm part of the drive. I told Kevin Bacon at the comedy store, real quick tangent, that the air up there was an incredible movie, and he goes, "Oh fuck, man, I hate fucking hate that movie." He goes, "Any <laughs> other movie you could have said?" I go, "Sorry, I was trying to bond Bacon. I was trying yeah. to do a Bacon bond," and he goes, "It backfired." I go, "My Bacon bond backfired." He goes, "Please stop talking to me." <laughs> Dude. I saw Kevin Bacon at the comedy store. Yeah, I, I saw him. You might have been the one that told me that he was there when I got off stage, and then I walked around to the parking lot to go let a buddy in, and then he ended he up walking out. Yeah, but you saw him there. I saw him there, and I told him because I saw him and his brother, the Bacon Brothers band. Yeah, uh, I saw them playing in San Diego at uh, the Hard Rock Hotel. I was like bartending at this like tiny private concert, and I'm like, hey, I saw you and your brother, Bacon Brothers band. Like I loved it. It was like. Like campfire, like bluegrass music, and he's like, "Okay," and then they like, walked away. I'm like, "Ah, oh, our friendship." <laughs> yeah, we could have been. One is the loneliest number that you ever knew. What if he just started singing that, and then Moon walked away? And then Moon, as long as we're not in that city, he wasn't allowed to dance in from Footloose. No. That was him, right? Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. He did Footloose. He was also in the Jamiroquai video. That was him. Uh, he was the couch. We'll be right back. <laughs> uh, wait, okay, so, and we'll get into more comedy store celeb sightings in a second. Coming up next, but keep it right here. Squirrel noise, built up pressure, pushing on the cheek. Oh, yeah. And then it was originally a dolphin noise. Yep. 
Uh, you know, dolphin craze in the 90s. Everybody loved dolphins in the 90s. I hate dolphins. Now, that's what I call <laughs> Love for Dolphins, Volume 6, oh, 7 yeah. and 8. <laughs> they heat up in the, the later editions. Was it because of Flipper? I think it was Flipper. And I think it was Free Willy, even though there were no dolphins in Free Willy. Were there dolphins? No, it was Orca. It was just, a, it was just Willy, right? Willy was the whale. Yeah. Yeah. But like, were there other aquatic mammals? I think Lauren Petty, shout out, from... Um, Tank Girl. In a league of their own, uh, was a, a trainer for all aquatic creatures. So I think dolphins were in that. But I think you're right. Flipper, I think there was another movie where like a kid befriended a dolphin. The the one, um, Sequest. Sequest. That was Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a talking dolphin in that. Yeah, another shout out. All uh, right, another RIP shout out. I feel maybe also the amount of Lisa Frank, like Trapper Keepers, that had... Dolphins. Dolphins on them. I My think, sister was obsessed with dolphins. Yeah. Whale watching turned into dolphin viewing. I think everybody, dolphins over orcas, because no one's hearing about dolphin attacks. And if you are, it's because you tried to fuck it. Right. But hey, you know. Which apparently Aaron Rodgers has just came out and said that that after tearing his ACL, that listening to dolphin lovemaking, he's like, studies have been done. That <laughs> listening to dolphins making love actually can give healing powers. <laughs> Not even Captain Planet's that fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, this guy, by the way. Rogers, I mean, God bless him. I have no judgments on your vaccine take, because that is it is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't. But uh when you're when you're as active about um when you're as active about your uh your thoughts and and opinions about stuff like that that aren't really out there like you're by yourself with that stuff. Yeah. And then part of me wants to meet you halfway and go, I respect your take, that you have the balls to approach a topic with so much chutzpah. It's fun to have interests. <laughs> <laughs> Football player get yeah. hit in the head. Talks about dolphin. Yeah, I don't know. but um, Dude, that bar that we did the crab show at, he was part owner of that bar. Aaron Rodgers was? Yeah, yeah. Why? I don't know. All right. Moving he's on. From, he's from San Diego, I think, wasn't he? He might like be. Like Carlsbad or something? Yeah, like yeah. Like northern San Diego? Okay, so squirrel noise. It's dolphin to squirrel, and yeah. then... And then here we got like my when I first started comedy, uh, I had a joke about talking to squirrels on mushrooms and like being it's just like a big mushroom trip yep. stuck in the woods. My yep. pa- my pants walked away from me, so I couldn't get off of a thing. And yep. then we had to solve mysteries with a shadow that turned out to be a detective that turned out to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow was your friend. Yeah, well, eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta warm up. Yeah. <laughs> We'll stay in the office. It's like, all right, this seems uh, fine. That's funny. It's Who was the first person that heard the squirrel noise that goes, that's funny, you should do that? Because just like anything in comedy, any sort of impression, bit, noise, you need an audience. I mean, you're oh, trusting yeah. yourself that this is, oh, this is a fun little party trick, but you need to see. But is it? And uh, I did it at the Minnesota Zoo, actually. I remember very specifically. We were having like a overnight at the zoo thing in like Field third trip. grade or something. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, they had, you could either sleep um, at the dolphin tank or at the coral reef. And we, we wouldn't do dolphin tank, but they didn't turn those fucking lights off. So like the uh, the next years were like a coral reef. But uh, they were like talking to us about dolphins, and my buddy's like, "Hey, he knows how to do a dolphin thing." I'm like, "Hang on, let me stand up and take the attention." And that like got a huge laugh, and I'm like. Here we go. <laughs> so it begins. I like call up Mitzi. Wait, <laughs> like, show me. Wait, I'm gonna be the. Uh, so somebody says Merv can do a. Did they call you Merv in third grade? Uh, it was it Ryan. was it was right. It was Merv in like maybe seventh grade. Right. 
So, Ryan, stand up. Do the dolphin noise. You do it. <laughs> Fucking just kids, kids booming with laughter. <laughs> like they just saw McCartney yeah. reunite with the, with the Beatles holograms. Yeah. I'm just, you know, rolling in that third grade tail. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did the teacher laugh? Oh, that right. Even the, the zoo guy. Zoo guy was into it. Zoo guy yeah. was into it. <laughs> That's how I knew it was good. Like when the staff is into it, you know? You're not wrong. Comedy uh, uh, club staff, they see everything. Yeah. And comics Getting will... them to laugh is the hardest thing. It is. Yeah. Getting a, a comedy store waitress to laugh. Totally. Impossible. Yeah. Um, okay, so you move up from San Diego. You're, is comedy... Were you a funny kid then Did, in high school too? Yeah. Yeah. I was always the, the, the cut up. Artsy? Yeah. Like I was in like the theater and, yep. and the speech and all that. What like, sort of plays did you do? Um, shitty ones. What are some coveted roles? Were you like a tree or were you like the Tin Man? No, I was, uh, I did, we did Les Mis. That was my, my biggest one. I had like nine roles because they didn't have enough dudes. Right. So like they, they offered me, I think it was Jean Valjean. It might've been Javert. And they're like, you can do that. Or you can have like 11 roles put together and you have a million costume changes. I'm like, let's do that. Wow, and just full SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was chaotic and hectic, um, but I was on this um, like local access TV show uh, called Why Are You Up, like Why Are You Dash UP, which was a very specific and like really cool um, thing to do. It was uh, educational access. So mm. It was all student run, student produced, student written, student starring students. It was at twelve thirty at night, uh, Friday nights, like late Friday nights. Wow, live. You could call in. There's like two dudes on a couch. You call in. They had a uh, top ten. They had sketches. They had a uh, fake news. The why are you update? And it went on for damn twenty years, maybe. Wow. And my buddy, when I was a kid, who's actually in town right now, uh, he was at this comedy store last night. His like, we were having like, a sleepover. He's like, my older brother's on this TV show. I'm like, we can be on TV. And like then we watch this. I'm like, oh, that's. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Wow. And uh, his older brother and his writing partner, who was also on Why Are You Up, are now out here. They wrote the Sonic the Hedgehog movies and uh, Violent Night. And, like, they're, I mean, they're killing it. They're Holy some shit. Of the, two of the funniest guys. Like, great writers. And you like, keep in touch with them? Yeah, yeah. We were at Comedy Store last night. Wow, dude. And, like, it was just really unique because, like, there was this guy, Tom Ringdahl, who ran BEC TV, like the Bloomington Educational Channel. Mm. And like the channel 14 or you know whatever and it was just like all right kids here's a tv studio figure it out wow. and he would like you know help and like and that was the trajectory i'm like okay let's do tv let's do movies let's be do comedy let's be funny everybody needs that one thing to kind of pique their interest and make them get like almost overwhelmed was yeah. it i mean was it no ties to the business no none um wait so originally from I grew up in uh, Minnesota, in yes. Bloomington, Minnesota. Yes. Oh, I've been. Shout out Mall of America. Shout out Mall of America. Shout out to the- uh, House of Comedy. House of Comedy. Shout out to the water park there. Ooh, the water park of America. Ooh. Shout out to the um, uh, the Ninja Turtle ride. Not sure if it's still there. I don't fit on it. First time I was either. there, there was a Ninja Turtle ride there. Adults and kids could ride it. Um, shout out to, um, not the islands. Is there an islands there? No, there's a not a Sharky's. A bubblegum shrimp. Bubblegum shrimp, for sure. Went there to watch a Seahawks playoff game once. Nice. Um, yeah. In the mall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, America, I used to get kicked out for playing hacky sack. It was uh, a similar time. <laughs> were you nude? Why were you getting kicked out? No, well, they didn't allow it. They had like a big rotunda, like where they had like 
events and stuff. Like that big, it's where the house comedy is, like with the, the escalators and stuff. Rotunda sounds like a great female Street Fighter name. Rotunda. Yeah. She's a big gal and her name's probably Rhonda. Yeah. And they call she, her Rotunda. On the streets, she goes by Rotunda. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. Rotunda, hi. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's always 80s freeze fighting and she, uh, she power walks. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta stay fit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of wristbands. Yeah, a lot of wristbands. <laughs> a Walkman that doesn't work. With yeah, no, yeah, yeah. With batteries only for weapon uh, usage. <laughs> for projectiles. <laughs> yeah, that's her finishing. Triple A, triple A. Wait. Um. Okay. Hacky sack. Oh yeah, we would go in the the elevators. It was like a double elevator, these glass elevators, and be hacky, be hacky sack in the elevator, up and down and up and down. And they would see us, and they're like, "Okay, there." And then we would stop it, and we'd play hacky sack. They wait on the floor, and then you could like do something where it went the other way so then we go out and then get it in the other one and go up and down this is like out of a fucking lewis black kid comedy yeah like, like you're just the security's chasing you up and down it was well in the mighty ducks 2 yeah the opening scene in mighty ducks 2 there took place in the mall of america when they're like rollerblading through the mall yeah yeah and so we're like oh we got we got to relive this shit Great and call. so we we're you know kids we're teenagers let's go hang out at the mall of america and cause trouble just go like zoomies hot topic Zoomies, hot topic. Like <laughs> Wetzels, Zoomies, yeah. ATMs. It's like here's a pretzel for you. What was your go-to mall snack? Because there's a lot. Actually, fucking Wetzels pretzels, pretty pretty solid. Wetzels. We had a buddy that worked there too, so game over. Yeah, like when you're a teenager and you have buddies that work in like fast food, is the best. I I had a buddy that worked in the subway. Remember the stamps? Oh yeah, the subway stamps. Oh, he just gave you. He gave me a whole roll. I had free subway for like six years. Oh, <laughs> like, he gave me like the whole. Yeah, because like two stamps was like a Sam, I think. It was, I think it was six. But like he gave Still, me like the stamp cards. They got rid of those pretty quick. Thousands. Yeah, when I was in uh, my freshman year at USC, two thousand one, uh, a buddy stole a bunch of stamps, and we I ate like kings. Yeah, and uh, and then they figured that out. So I think subway, it wasn't this location that. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, I'm sure that was contributed I'm across the country. <laughs> well, they would have a fucking bucket of stamps, almost like the tip jar. Yeah, at the register, and they hired 14 year olds. Yeah, what's gonna happen? Who are like, way? I gotta go to back and get the mayonnaise. Don't take anything, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember where you were when the Jared scandal happened? Because I was full on, <laughs> I, even when the yoga bread, uh, yoga, <laughs> the yoga meat, the yoga, <laughs> the yoga mat bread scandal, uh, came out. Even when they were like, the tuna is not real tuna. It's it's like lemon. It's it's too, it's it's dolphin blubber is what one guy said. I was like, I can eat past that. Yeah, and then when they I said our bread is yoga mats, I was like, prove it. They didn't prove it, as far as I know. I ate past it. And yeah. then when Jerry was like, I fuck kids, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> this for whatever reason, I wasn't. That was a I wasn't too far. Yeah, I wasn't raised to uh, to eat at places without you know that that kid fucking. Yeah, uh, with my fast food spokesman, don't be a pedophile is at the top of the list. Ronald McDonald, look, shady? Yeah, man, trust him around my nieces? Fuck no. <laughs> Hamburglar, dude, won't even look him in the eyes. But, oh, he's got a mask on. Yeah, but I, I would venture to assume 99% of the time they look at kids and don't go, yum, 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 you know? Yeah. Jared, on the other hand, couldn't keep it in his pants. Well, where were you when you found out Jared was uh, in trouble? I'll never forget. I, uh, I got a Google alert on my phone. I, I woke up in a cold sweat. It was shocking. It was we, we trusted that guy in our schools. 
And like he went around the schools with his big pants and then he probably used those to nab some he probably, he probably used them to kidnap Wrap them up. Get them. Bro, yeah. I mean, Little Rascal style. Like, just kids in the pants on the shoulders. Yeah, it's two kids <laughs> on top of each other in the pants. I'm just one guy. I mean, yeah, what a, what a, what a, what a snafu, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Subway was great. Yeah, I was probably an ATMs or a, or a Wetzel's Pretzels, even a Jamba Juice. I had a Baskin Robbins. Orange Julius was always a nice treat. That was always like a special occasion. There's only like six Juliuses left in the country: Irving, Orange, <laughs> Caesar. Yep. <laughs> Mary fuck kill. Yeah. Ooh, I would have to. I'd marry Julius Caesar. Power, money. <laughs> uh. Julius Irving, I'd fuck. Orange Julius. Oh, I'd kill. And by kill, I mean I would drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is death to an Orange Julius. Great. Synergy. (laughs) Synergy. I missed my own hands on that one. Wait, so, so, okay. So you're kicking at the mall. You're hacky sacking. Oh, yeah. You're making your buzz laugh. I was good at hacky sacking. Yeah, of course you were. I mean, you know. (laughs) You're agile. I've seen you on the kickball field. Yeah. Um,. And the softball and the field. softball field. The old comedy store softball old team. comedy store softball team. We were both there fun. when Dan Madonia broke his leg. Just flopping in the breeze. Bro, just slid into the base like tibia the base was a brick wall. That. <laughs> the tibia went into the fibia. Yeah. You never go tibia, fibia. You always yeah, go fibia, tibia. tibia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the doctor said. That's why we switched yeah, hospitals. Yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, you did the old switcheroo, I see. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> he just puts a Band-Aid on it. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Rub some dirt on him. Dan was in pain. Have you broken any bones? I broke all sorts of bones. Okay. I uh, I just I broke my ankle yes. uh, on my birthday yes. at a music festival. Yes. Um, happy birthday. Fuck. <laughs> that sucked. You were, what, just raging? No, what, it, was the fir- it was Wednesday night uh, of, and it was uh, Wednesday to uh, Monday festival, like leave Monday. And, like, that's, the longer festival, that's a marathon, you know? You can't just go at it hard day one. And it was like, we set up camp and we're hanging out all day. And I was just, maybe I had a couple beers, but there was squirrel holes everywhere. They turned on me. Like, freaking squirrels turned on me. <laughs> and, like. Did you at least try to talk to them and, like, you know. Well, like, these are ground squirrels, man. There, there's trees everywhere. Like, why aren't they in the tree? I guess the housing crisis has hit the squirrel community. They have to live in holes now instead of trees. And. You running for office? Well, comptroller. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you can trust me. In the city of Bakersfield, I'll take care of these squirrels. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, it was in Bakersfield, and it's uh, Lightning in a Bottle, which is my favorite music festival. And uh, I had to go to the emergency room in Bakersfield, and we got there at, like, 1 in the morning, and there was maybe, like, six people there, and they were all sort of asleep. Yeah. Uh, except for one really friendly tweaker. Fuck. And, like, I hadn't slept in, like, two days. Before yeah. music festivals, I'd never sleep. Just because I'm, like, two days before, I'm very excited. I'm like, yep. ah, music festival. Yep. Yep. Then the night before, I'm like, oh, I forgot to pack so many things. And so I'm just, like, up all night packing. I'm like, I have to leave right now. Yep. And so I was super tired. Uh, I was dehydrated. They wouldn't let me drink, drink any water because if I needed surgery, you guys, you can't drink water because you leak. I yeah. don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> well, you know. And and I was super hungry. I haven't eaten. And, like, we were going to go get food when it, when my ankle broke. Oh, man. And so I'm there, and I'm in a wheelchair that I can't push myself. It's like the kind you have to 
be pushed in. Oh, yeah. So I can't escape this guy. Oh, He fuck. was, I'm guessing, 55 to 60 years old. And he told me the story about when he was 18, he graduated high school. He didn't get a GED. He graduated. They gave him the diploma. He gave him the finger. And he <laughs> told me that story over and over again for three fucking hours. And I just... I'm just like my ankle hurts. Like I'm, it's my birthday. I'm by myself oh, in the hospital. Like I'm thirsty and hungry and tired. And I'm just like, it's like 5 a.m. He's telling me again. It was like, no, I didn't. They, they gave me the fucking thing. I gave him the bird. I'm all oh, you tell me, tell you. Did and, I ever tell you the story? And I was just like, this, this is my nightmare. Like just, but the, like there was one point where there was like a 30 second because he was talking really fast. Da, 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 da. There was like a lull. And I couldn't help myself, but I'm like, wait, so you didn't graduate high school? <laughs> like, Dog, oh my God. <laughs> His head Good exploded. For you. Good dude. for you, dude. Good. His head exploded. Oh my God. Yeah, God, that was a, that was a little rough. Uh, you love the music fest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those Burning Man. Yeah. What is it about it? Because you're, a, you're a, a loving guy, you're a personable guy. I feel like there's something about these festivals that I don't know that speak to you on a um, camaraderie level, a connecting level. It's, what it's for sure is like I uh, my first f uh, festival I went to was Coachella, and I've been going every year since. Uh, this is gonna be my I think sixteenth Coachella wow. or something. Still like never that. been. I should try to tag. Come on down sometime, yeah. man. Um, it's I mean it's the highest production value. I think Taylor Swift is gonna play this year. She has two weeks off in her schedule. She's in Southern California. Those two weeks are the two weeks of Coachella. There's a lot of rumors that T Swift is gonna and like It's crazy that Travis Kelsey put her on the map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally. You know, That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the reverse. Yeah. Everyone's like Here's this up and coming singer. I guess, I guess she's a singer, right? Crazy. Taylor Swift? The, what the impact on the NFL she's having. Some people are now getting a little it, it's almost like it's overstaying its welcome two yeah. games in. Right. And I mean, look, uh I know and love Travis and I think it's all good and gravy and how if he's loving it i'm loving it um, he said he's been the same and he's like hey this is a little bunch of guys totally because yeah. he's a very mild-mannered chill like he enjoys i think leans into the line i mean look at snl crushed it but he's not a and all these commercials he's just taking advantage of the moment right but i don't think he he definitely doesn't come off like a guy that needs to and no. and for the amount of years i've known him doesn't strike me at all as someone who like needs to you know what i'm he saying doesn't need the attention it's, it's also natural though like when he's giving a post-game interview it's because of his play so they want to talk to him and it just so happens that he's comfy on cam so yeah. i think you know he does draw attract people wanting to keep him in the spotlight because you know not a lot of athletes um fortunately unfortunately whatever are as comfy or articulate or as smooth it, you know like right just, i mean like look at like uh like someone like peyton manning that was in so many post game interviews, yeah. and then he turned that into uh, commercials. And even Peyton is like, I would even uh, chalk up to being a little more robotic. Like he's still kind of yeah. very, like you know, just polished. I'm saying what I got to say, running for office. Whereas Travis is like the kid of the guy running for office, right? But still, like, got like a 4.0, but fucking party his ass off. Yeah. Um. He was. A, I met him at the comedy store. Yeah. When him and Mahomes came in. Yeah. 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 And then they both had COVID. Uh, was it because of the comedy store, or did they give the comedy store COVID? We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, but they were both just, like, chill. Yeah. Just like, hey, this is cool. Like, normal things. <clears throat> Wait, so Coachella's 16th year. Okay, yeah. So um, You went, like, your, your mind was blown. Yeah, it was just a place to be just, like, totally free. 
and uh, be part of a community, and like you're there with your pals, and like at that point, at this point, uh, because I've been to so many different music festivals, and I've seen. 99 percent of the bands i want to see yeah so now at this point is i want to go to hang out with my my pals and go goof around and you know maybe take some recreational drugs sure drink a thousand bud lights and wow. you know have a slip inside dance around so they provide other activities there, the there's man there's all sorts of fun stuff there's um like coachella has like large-scale art stuff which is really cool but like lightning in a bottle they have really small-scale like interactive art uh, these cool different things you like can where's do. Waldo books kind of yeah like it's they, there's always people dressed up like Waldo at music festivals it's always great really and like they they always have the same if you're like hey I found you they're like I shouldn't have worn this fucking like, you're the 50 millionth person that told me sounded that. like a good idea in June yeah and but like there was at um at Lightning Bottle uh last year two years ago or something they had um like a gymnasium and it was next to like uh, a, a sports memorabilia store, and, yeah, and like a, a newsstand, and like it was all like goofy interactive things. And uh, at the gymnasium, they were having a sexercise class. Oh god! And it was like this girl in like this '80s leotard kind of thing leading this class. And then there's you know 20 people, 30 people in this thing. This guy in a in a full jumpsuit, a full like exterminator jumpsuit comes in. You guys gotta get out of here. What the fuck? I told you, you gotta split. This place is infested. And she's like, shut up, shut up. I told you to come after we're closed. He's like, no, no, no. You gotta go this way. There's cockroaches everywhere. She's like, there's no cockroaches. He's like, oh yeah, well, what's that? And there's a guy in a full cockroach mascot thing and just rah, starts chasing everyone oh, around. My God. And like exterminator is chasing the cockroach and the, the gym instructor is chasing the exterminator and just like silly, goofy, interactive. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you're in there, in there in, on mushrooms, you're like, oh, this is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to watch Family Guy in the tent, but this is way cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so Coachella provides that. Yeah. Burning Man provides what? Burning, well, Burning Man is so much different. Like, the first time I went to Burning Man uh, was because my old dog. Remember Zach Morris? Oh, yeah. Uh, Preppy. Preppy, yeah. Yep. Uh, Great dog. Happiest dog in North America. Legend. Yeah. Uh, and I went the first time because he passed away. And they have, because Burning Man's not a music festival. It's a, like an art festival. Yeah. If you're going like, to really boil it down. Yeah. And they have the man burn on the la second to last day. Mm. And the man burn is just the biggest party you've ever been to it's all the art cars are circled up and there's lasers and fire and just loud music and they're burning the man and it's just it's chaos it's so much fun and then the temple burn is the next day and the temple is like the most uh physically i've been affected by emotion it by like a place because it's all just memorials wow all like people just you know nail things to the wall you know, there's a wedding dress there. The first thing I ever saw at the temple was a script. And then in red ink, it just said Hollywood Lies. And it was there. I was like, that must have been their first screenplay. Sure. Um, the ones that the pet memorials are the ones that get me. Yeah. And I mean, which, you know, get everybody. Just, you'll just see a plastic bag with a chewed up tennis ball stapled to the wall. And just oh, like, yeah, I know. And like, because like when Preppy died, which was like broke my fucking heart. It broke you. Yeah, because he was... 11 years old and he had uh he was no symptoms no nothing always just a happy dog and then one day he didn't react to the leash and uh i'm like oh, all right so 
I clipped him on the leash and he like walked into a wall and I'm like, oh, oh here we go. Picked him up, went to the vet, and they're like, there's something sinister happening. They use the word sinister. I'm like, that's yeah. disheartening. I only want to hear that from Dr. Claw yeah. when describing <laughs> right. motives from Inspector yeah, Gadget. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is Penny gone? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then uh, I'm there and I'm distraught. And Because uh, he's your, I mean, you've had him 11 years. Yeah, I had him, he was a stray dog, uh, uh, the maybe six-month-old stray dog that I found in San Diego. And, and he was, I mean, you ride or die. I mean, he was oh, yeah. with you. I mean, every time I saw you, he was with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he came out, I think he came out with us driving down to San Diego. Too. Always. Yeah, yeah, he would always come down to San yeah. Diego. Um, and, what like, type, I didn't. What type of dog again? I'm sorry. Uh, Golden Retriever, yeah. Australian Shepherd. Yeah. Big fluffy. Just a sweetheart. Yeah. Like, all he wanted was to love and to, to kick it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Big liquor. Yep. Big liquor. <laughs> he would lick the air, too. He just. Hey, it's all day. Just grateful. Yeah. Grateful yeah, yeah. to taste it. Yeah. Love some air. Yeah. Um, but like. He's a Michael Jordan of dogs. <laughs> right. He was what Air Bud was based off <laughs> yeah. of. But not Air Bud 2, Golden Receiver. That was a whole different. Yeah, that was yeah. lawyers, lawyers, yeah. lawyers. Hopefully they pin that script up on the Burning <laughs> Man wall. That was the script, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, so they're like, There's something sinister is happening. And I call up uh, Rob, the bartender yeah, from love Rob. the comedy store. And he was on his way down from uh, Northern California where he had just buried his dad. Oh, God. Like, he's coming from his dad's funeral. And I'm like, dude, I'm at the animal hospital. I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. So they, like, hightailed it down, met me there. And, like, I had to sign all this paperwork to take him out. And because they're like, he has, like, a million kinds of cancer. Like, we can treat him for, like, 30 grand, but it'll be, like, a month, and it'll suck. And so oh I, I took God. him out. I had to sign against doctor's orders, you know, take the dog. And then. Take take him out. Take him out from the, the animal hospital. I'm like, I'm like, can we just like go home with the dog and like see what happens? And so we went back to my house and his, Rob's now wife, went and got their dogs. And then Bedonia, actually, and, and Christina mm. came with Scruffy. Um, and so all of his dog buddies were at my house and his human buddies Wow. And we put it on the David Bowie record. And oh, Logan, the light went out. Great time for the light to go out, by the way. <laughs> well, the light didn't go out on the story. Keep going. Logan yeah. will fix it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all those, the human friends and dog friends are at my house. And like we're all like tired. We've been at it for a, a while. And, you know, everyone's sort of just crying the whole time. It was your idea to surround them with like homies. Yeah, let's, let's have. So you, you kind of leaned into the idea that this. This might okay. be it. Like, I don't know how long we're going to have. Because they're like, yeah, he'll probably have a couple more days. And as um, Under Pressure came on, uh, he started kind of, like, breathing weird. And... You're good. You're good. You know, and I got to, you know, I had him on my arms. We went, and like, that's the way to do it. You know, Man. I didn't ever see he had one bad day, 11 years. And so uh, he passed and uh, happened a nice little moment. Fuck, man. And then that's when I went to Burning Man uh, for the first time to have a memorial for him. And it was, uh, I made this, you know, big sign. Uh, and I was there with uh, with Duncan, our buddy Duncan Trussell. Yeah. And... I had 
like all these pictures and stuff on the back of a 30 pack of Bud Light. And I had his leash on there. Didn't need that anymore, you know. And I climbed up. I waited su- super long, so there was no space left on the uh, on the temple. And so I had to like scale the temple. They're like oh yelling at me. God. And I'm like, give me a minute, guys. <laughs> I need to do this. Yeah. And um, then I put it up there. I, I sat. I had his ashes with me. I put some of the ashes on the ground. And then I sat and I had a mall of beads. I meditated with the mall of beads. And then I had a cup of whiskey, and I put some of the ashes in the whiskey, and I had a toast and drank it. And, uh, yeah, it was. Man. Does, does the, um, thanks for sharing that, man. That's, yeah. yeah you're, well, you fought, I mean, <laughs> you were the best owner to Preppy that he could have ever, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, the way I, uh, you know, uh, saw you guys together and, and what I take from you sharing that is like, you know, look, nobody is here as long as we want them to be, and especially, uh, I think, our pups. Like, yeah. It's just like, come on, man. Like that, that should be a creature that has immunity and should be, should outlive us because it's just not fair. The, the Like you said, like not a bad day. Not a bad day. And, and, the, uh, and the thing is with – I feel like people are affected so much heavier with losing their dog because yeah. it's only good memories. You know, when you lose your uh, a relative – or a friend, yeah, you're hit, you know, it's, you get hit with a bag of bricks, you know. Yeah. But then, you know, you start going on, and you're like, oh, this is kind of shitty sometimes. Yeah, yeah, my aunt actually uh, did yeah. flip me off at my bar mitzvah and yeah. told him the girl I had a crush on that I had fucking herpes, you know, yeah, said, fuck that like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> your dog is like, what's the worst thing? Oh, they, they shit on the carpet one time? Bro. Like, all yeah. right. Who hasn't done that? Oh, and then they, like, cuddle and lick me and love me forever? Like, initially? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's I yeah I say goodbye to the dog at Burning Man. And did like, you feel it? Did you? Did, did I it? felt so like and because then at Temple, but the, the very last day, they burn the temple, and it's the opposite of the man burn. So the temple burn is eighty thousand people sitting on the ground holding each other, just weeping. Wow. And then eventually, someone will start howling, and then everyone just and like. Just like that cathartic howl into the fucking ethos with uh, 80,000 people just releasing their yeah. grief and their sorrow and their yeah. pain. And it can be, you know, over anything. You can write a list or take a Sharpie on the on the wall and it says, I forgive you. You know, it could be anything. And like that's, I think, besides, you know, yeah, the art's cool and there's a bunch of crazy shenanigans you can get into. And like I, like I love Burning Man. You can see the limitlessness of human creativity. Yeah. But like the temple, like if you have something to get off your chest, like the temple is. That's a place. It's a do powerful it. place to do it. It's the right place to do it. Wow. Yeah. It's important to have uh, closure for things like that, and, yeah. and not even closure in, in terms of like, all right, I grieved the loss of my uh, my bud, and it's time to move on. But just like, you need a. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Like, it's not closure even. It's just like a like release. Yes, that's what, yeah, yeah. And and you were able to, you know, be in uh, celebrate him and not just be sad about right. it. Right, right. Because like I was there and putting together a thing, and so many people are, oh, tell me about your dog. Wow. Tell me about your dog. Wow. And it's just like, okay, yeah, well, like, did that. Yeah, we did this. And this people is, that gave a fuck too, right? Yeah. Oh, people give a fuck out there. Because that's the other thing too that you, um. It sounds like get drawn to because I mean, and it's not. I don't want to just say just LA because every place has is full of people that 
are one-sided as far as like what they want out of a conversation or a relationship. LA gets a bad rap for being more of it because we're in the land of, uh, you know, broken dreams and, and, you know, halfway hearts and halfway houses and brothels and Taco Bells and, and, um, oh my, but, (laughs) but but people, people assume that there's more people out here that are just like, don't give a fuck. And when they ask like, how you doing? They don't give a shit. I always combat that with those people are everywhere. Yeah. It gets highlighted out here because there are, there are for sure, probably more capita of people that, that are out here to fake it till you make it and that truly don't give a shit or people that are so consumed in their shit trying to make it that they don't stop to to give a fuck to soak in a real human interaction to where like you tell them that your your pup passed and they oh man that sucks sorry about that and is it my turn to talk yet yeah like, and, or and no follow-up though right yeah like and so you're out here getting people that really uh, have a vested interest yeah yeah that's nice it was uh and like it's the same it's there's it's very reciprocal too where you see somebody putting up a, a memorial or you see somebody just like weeping and you go up would you like a hug right mm. now and they're like you wow. give them a hug and like there's that's beautiful man there's so many great connections out there and that's what's special to me about Bernie man all right um so um all right Minnesota born San Diego is where you got your comedy chops yeah I was well, I first went on stage at Acme uh in, shout out yeah coming back Acme comedy coming amazing yeah amazing club I mean yeah, it's the it's the best club out there. Yeah, I mean it's it's then, a underground, low ceiling, intimate but spacious. Yeah, like it's I think it sees like two thirty. Yep, something like that. Where Swartzen started. Yeah, the guy Lewis that runs it just is. Um, yeah, Lewis Lee. Like, yeah, owned and managed. Yeah, he has his file cabinets with of every comic to ever go on that stage. Right. Uh, and like the open mic back then, like the first time I went up was in 03. and and the open mic, and I wasn't even I, I'm old enough to be in there. And like I, I uh, or, well, it was it's eighteen up, but I was drinking, and I would bring, I would get a pint glass of water, and I would bring in a beer, and then drink the water, put the beer and the pint glass oh, in the bathroom. My God! And then, because I get the, yeah, the bar or get the water from the bar, and then I go sit back with the comics, then I have a beer. Oh, I'll have another one of these. Oh, what was it? Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, whatever the Budweiser. They're like, we don't sell Budweiser. I'm like, oh, try it again next week. <laughs> Oh. But um, it was yeah yeah those open mics were sold out every yeah. Monday, and the cool thing about their open mic because they had a funniest person in the Twin Cities contest, and most of those contests are just like bringer show yeah. nonsense. But if you won that one, you hosted the open mic for a year. Wow! So you got fifty-two spots, great spots, and cash. Yeah, and and hosting is uh provides um, you know um kind of forces you into developing a skill set yeah. that you might not otherwise have. Just welcoming people to the party, having to deal with people bombing, doing well, yeah, uh, writing new stuff every it's week. It's the best way I feel to get the overall comedy chops. I can't recommend hosting enough for anybody young starting comedy. I mean, it is truly like, it's just, it, it throws you in there. And also, for me, just speaking from my experience and my journey, like getting host spots help me get more spots being available oh, to host be on your show oh, hey can i do your show you can do my show yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but all, totally and also just uh, like at the improv or for like comedy juice when it started and Assad oh, God, uh goodness. was booking it he was like i always need hosts and so i was like always ask me because yeah i wanted a normal spot because you want to be seen as a just a comic on the show and not hosting it but i was like dude let me just do whatever and that 
pay dividends because it was just you know you need to be on stage yeah. um all right so you get a, a bug from it there yeah and i'm like okay and i did i did uh the funniest person contest and i did well i didn't win but i did well and i'm like oh i can let's do this and then i went to school in santa fe uh the college of santa fe wow which has since burned down <sighs> twice uh it's where uh annie letterman and rick ingram went Wow, and uh, and Macklemore, but we don't talk about him. That's Why not? He didn't like me. <laughs> um, wow. And, yeah, we have a nice little alumni. Go fighting prairie dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't even where else do you think that's being said in the greater United States? Oh yeah, there's uh, there's like one middle school somewhere <laughs> where the kids got to name it. We're the fighting prairie dogs. I mean, yeah, we were the Kellogg. We were the Kellogg Knights in middle school. Kellogg. Yeah, and we were the LFP Dolphins in elementary school, and we Everyone were. Everyone loves the Dolphins. Yep, and uh, easy flippers agent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we were the the Shortcrest Scots in high school, and then USC the Trojans. The Scots. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah, uh, like the kilt. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, okay, so well, fighting Barry dogs was a good one. We were, were my favorite. I was in middle school. We were the Norsemen. Oof. That was a good one. What'd you study in college? Uh. First it was film and theater, and then I just went to just theater. Cool. Uh, so you knew you wanted to be on the stage. Yeah. Be on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ever you, since that Why Are You Up, that TV show, wow. it was that was the, let's do it. So coming up from San Diego then, you're living there, you're bartending. I mean, you were working hard rock. I mean, yeah, you, you quickly was, told yeah. me about your bar. Like, you were a staple in the San Diego bar scene. Yeah, I knew every bartender at one point in San Diego, and which was great because you don't have to pay for a drink no matter where you go. But then you just tip the bartender more than you would have made anyways. But, yeah, I know. Right? You know, whatever. Did you? What did you enjoy about it? You're. I mean, again, you're so personable. Like, you know what you're doing. It's also it's a it's an artistry too, man, and a skill and like oh yeah, I've, being quick with it. But also, I've been bartending for 20 years now. Wow. And like I've really cut my teeth. I mean, at the, at the store, it's like here's your vodka soda. Right. Like, oh, can I get a, an old fashioned? I'm like, all right. Whereas like I've worked at bars where like you know it's like bougie. Rooftop LA cocktail places. Where you're making like, and where you're making ten ingredient drinks, and you know, and you're making, and you have five people deep, and it's crazy hectic, and like that environment's a lot of fun. But the bougier places, you're dealing with bougier people, so you're yeah, and less patience while you're dealing with cocktails that take ten ingredients. Someone's like, "Can I just get a sex on the beach with a twist of lime, two olives, and a fucking <laughs> high five, dude?" That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like people, I feel because when I was. Uh, like it was a place called Mama Shelter, mm. and I was it was the roof over there, and it was, it was like if an Instagram filter was a place, like Mama <laughs> was it's was, it was really cute, uh, and it had a moment like when we were there we had a moment, and it was the only rooftop in in the middle of Hollywood at the time. Now there's a thousand of them, and it was laid back enough that people had the patience to get their drink with right. you know all sorts of hibiscus flowers and shit yeah. in them. But um, the best part I think about bartending is just talking talking with the guests and talking yeah. with your bartenders yeah. and just like shooting the shit like I've made like bits of just things I would riff with with customers no way like I did the Disney bit from the there was like if we, if we made uh, a porno company that made porno flicks loosely based on Disney cartoon movies and the company would be called Disney oh my god and so it was me and my buddy uh, Deej bartending <laughs> And we would just ask customers, hey, what's your favorite Disney cartoon movie? Oh, it's uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, we'll make The Little Spermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, starring Ariola. 
And like we would just like go and like another customer comes like, oh, what's your favorite? Oh, it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Ah, oh, we'll just leave that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, so like, yeah, funny. like just riffing bit and like just talking shit. Yeah. Like, that's why at the, at the comedy store, man, I'm on the bar there, I always have my joke book with me because I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Holy shit, yeah. The uh, opportunity for banter and bits to come up from conversation. Oh, yeah. Especially at the store because like it's half the people there are comics. What, uh, obviously, uh, aside from the obvious, the experience of bartending at the comedy store versus. Um, not a comedy club i mean they're two completely different things yeah and especially if you're doing service at the comedy store because they're making if it's six sold out shows with a two drink minimum you know that's eight hundred, uh like 1200 people two drink minimum wow and a lot of people get three four drinks yes so you're making you know four thousand drinks in one night, that back bar. Holy shit! Uh, so like, that's just chaos. And you're, ba- I mean, are you looking up to? I mean, and at that point, it's and there's people coming in, and you're seeing, and a comic wants a drink, or like you're trying to fit that in, and or yeah. even just look up and have a moment with somebody. I mean, you do it gracefully, but back, back in the back bar, because I don't do the back bar anymore, because yeah. I was way too chatty, <laughs> and like, slowing things down. And the waitresses, they're like, no, 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 make the drinks, don't da 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 da, da da da, and I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, I should be on the patio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, yeah, that's more I'm, your. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's why I'm. Yeah, I'm such a chatty Kathy. You are. What do you love about being at the comedy store? Man, fucking everything, dude. Yeah, like that place is so special, and like, if I'm not working, I'm still there. Yeah, you know, because all my friends are there. Yep, and it's it's the clubhouse. You know, it's where it's for some people it's their only home. You know, they don't feel home at their apartment with their Craigslist roommates. You know, they don't feel at home with their parents anymore because they moved out because mm. they hated them or whatever. You know, it's it's um, a sanctuary for people. And working there, I I got hired there 14 years ago. And, like, I know every nook and cranny of that place. You know, I've been in Mitzi's office only twice. And it's not, it's not a mausoleum anymore. Like, they've boxed it up. Wow. Because it, it was untouched for years and years until recently where wow. it's just a layer of dust over everything that was there the day she left and then now it's like i don't know what they're doing with it but they're doing something with they're it they're doing something with yeah. it changes are coming yeah um the uh how how much more interested i'm always curious when people you know like when i started uh doing phones there like i definitely took more of an interest in the history and sandy danto was doing oh, yeah. the, the video room and logging all these old tapes and i'd go down there during shifts and look at some of these old sets from the main room of like um not billy joe hober that's a football player but um something wayne not billy wayne davis there was a guy in overalls big guy with a beard oh um ollie joe pratter no billy oh. joe pratter yeah right billy yeah, jo- ollie joe pratter ollie joe pratter yeah yeah things like that of guys i'd never heard of that were like ripping in the main room and yeah and just old uh memorabilia and looking at the store you know, almost identical to how I you're seeing it now with the curtain and the way it looks. Not and, a lot has changed. Yeah, which is really cool. And so how much, what, just how much history did you take an interest in? So much, like, especially because I used to always talk with Jeff about, Scott. yeah, Jeff Scott about R- RIP. Heavy, heavy RIP shout out. Yeah. yeah. That's our guy, keyboard player at the store for 30, um, I think it's, it was we're celebrating 30 years, I think. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think it was like uh, 29 years or yeah. 24 years yeah. or something. And he was, I mean, the historian, the knowledge yep. about anything you know and that's just so, extra sad about him not being here for a myriad of reasons but like he really was was quick and, and privy to 
to offer up things about yeah about would, moments and stories and anecdotes that you might not have. In, uh, he would love a, telling all these stories to especially like new door guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, new open mic. He just if he's on, if you're sitting in the back and take your ground and he's smoking weed, he'll either like tell you to fuck off and. <laughs> Like be like a, a pissy, angry dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know was a lot. Sure. Uh, or he'd be like, "Let me tell you about this one time." And da, 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 da. And well, that's also the beauty of getting to know somebody, right? You know, like, yeah. Too many people also too will start start to fart around the the comedy store and overstay their welcome or overstep their boundaries. It's like, hey, man, there is a little bit of a respect from everyone that yeah. works there and that is there a lot of like people get it's it is become such an open door you know at, but some people are tend to walk around a little too comfy like hey man right you not only have you gotten just this, gotten yeah. to the city yeah you do have to earn a little bit of the show a little respect and i love when i see younger comics that like definitely have tact and we'll read the room and yeah not just walk hey, with the fuck I, they please may I please come back here yeah or can, is it cool if i go is in and watch cool? and ask and, and then if the person's like nah man it's only for whatever cool 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 <clears throat> and get to that point. That's why there is a, a prestige to it, you know? Yeah, that's where friends and family Yeah, really is like, oh, it means friends and family. It's not, it's not just the next level it's after a It's not a person with drink who showed up. Right. You know? Yeah, it's, it actually is a friends and family. Like, yes. it means, like, it means something. Yeah. To be welcomed in. Yeah. And, like, from the outside, a lot of people see it as, like, oh, it's a cult. And it's a clubhouse, and but every comedy club is sort of like that. Sure, you know, like Westside Comedy, there's they have their own thing. Yeah, improv, they have their own thing. There's yeah, there's a lot of crossover, but like you know, where you get accepted first, I mm. would think, is sort of where is what the idea of a home club. Totally. What uh, what sort of memories pop in your mind when you just think if someone says like, like somebody back home is like, man, the comedy store, what's that like? Like, do you kind of lead with a couple go-to memories, or do you kind of give them an overall? Uh, Man, there at this point there's so many. Uh, I feel like, like when I got high, getting hired there was a big memory for me because uh, I was uh, at the store in the back hallway of the, of the original room, and earlier we were in the main room, green room. Mm. This is back when there were may, there maybe was a show in the main room that night. Like there weren't a lot of shows back then. This yeah. is when Dean Galbert was like on his way out. Like he gave his like two year notice. He's mm. like, you guys have two years to figure it out and don't fuck up. Yeah. And we were back there uh, with Alex Moore. Uh, Alex Moore. And, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. And he had a weed tincture, like a liquid weed. And this is back in 2010. Tincture. Liquid yeah. weed. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. Flying cars. Yeah. Glow in the dark butt plugs. <laughs> and he's like, you want some of this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Wait, how much? Should I do? He's like, well, I do the whole dropper. I'm like, okay, well, you are seven feet tall and a million pounds. Yeah. His opener used to be, yeah, I know you're looking at me like I'm a math problem. <laughs> yeah, he was, a, Alex, yeah. I think he's in the South, like, killing it right awesome. now. Awesome, good for him. Yeah. Like he's, Super sweet guy. Yeah. For being seven feet tall and 300 yeah, plus pounds. he looks pounds. like a, a WWF wrestler from yeah. the 80s. Yep. Uh, I'm amazed he wasn't on Young Rock. No kidding. Yeah. I could have found something. Right. Could have just created a fake part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so he gave me two drops. And I had never been higher in my life. You time traveled. Uh, yeah. You and were there for the original pilot of Frasier. Right. I'm like, <laughs> where's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> and I had two uh, tall boy PBRs. Oh, no. In each hand. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had four beers. 
all full. And I'm leaning on that railing for dear life in the back of the, of the OR hallway. Oh, God. And Matt Edgar walks by, and he's like, hey, you're looking for work, right? You're a bartender, right? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I bartend. He's like, hold on. Gets Dean. He's oh, like, no. Hey, hey, you're the bartender, right? And I'm like, yeah. And you're the teddy bear that and he's played like, with as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can I touch you? Hold these, hold these four beers real quick. You said you were my friend, yeah, yeah. Teddy Hug. Ruxman. Should we hug? Where do I put a cassette? <laughs> uh, and he's like, all right, well, tell me how to make a margarita or something. And I'm like, well, it's uh, you know, two parts tequila and triple sec lime juice, sour, lime. He's like, Come in tomorrow to do the paperwork. I'm like, get the fuck. All right, you fit. You you strapped it up. Yeah, yeah. And I took uh, I took over for Jade. Uh, Jade was bartending there. Wow. And uh, and the rest is history. Wow. You know, crazy. Yeah. And now I'm the I'm the guy that paints name on the walls. Yeah. By the way, very cool uh, job that you picked up. Yeah. I mean, that's a very fucking I think cool I'm job. super honored to be the guy that paints the names on the wall. Well, it'll be really cool when you paint your own name on the wall at some point. It's, it's that's going to be a fucking, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. That's a very, uh, that's it's, a very cool gig. Getting your name painted on the wall at the comedy store is as cool as it gets. Yeah. Um, it's the only club that, that has that, um, yeah. that I know of that, sure. that has a long, uh, lasting history of, of the names yeah, that are a 50 there. 50-year tradition. Yes. 51-year And then it happens every year, and there's a new crop that comes in, and right pretty much every year. Every, every couple year. Of years, yeah, what's yeah. He, on Mitzi's birthday. Yeah. and um, Names night. That's cool, man. And every and what's really cool about that is you getting to be a part of that historical moment for people and getting to share that with people, right? Yeah, I like seeing like, families come in and watch you paint their uh, oh, sure. son or daughter's name. What, what's cool now, because like the first one I did, we redid the main room, yeah. the front of the main room for the 50th. Yeah. Because there was like water damage, and we had to redo the wood. So I redid like fifty-two names or fifty-six names, whatever there. And it was hilarious how many were spelled wrong. Dave Chapel, who's that? Mm. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Okay, <laughs> like there were so many names. I'm like, big stars. Robin like, Wellington. Roseanne no, was spelled wrong. Whoa, <laughs> how they spell it? Uh, one N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Vicky Barblack was spelled wrong. Yikes. And, like, I've uh, middled for Vicky in Vegas. Yeah. And, like, when I spelled her name right, it meant so much to her because her name was always – they always spelled her name wrong. Yeah, that's uh, a big deal, man. Her dad, uh, who played football for the Steelers in the 60s, uh, immigrated, and, like, they would always change his name, and it wasn't right. And having that be her real – Smelling like she was, she got emotional. It was, it was, it made me emotional because that's really. I sweet. got to do something sweet for her. Wow! And like, do now, right by her namesake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm getting to put up a bunch of my pals. Uh, like I got, I wrote Amir K. Oh wow! On the wall, you know, was, and like I'm, I'm writing all these other, you know, my future buddies. legends potentially. But like guys that like Stephen Garza and stuff that yeah. I, you know, we came up and and I'm like, dude, and like you get to hug them. Um, it just means so the world to be like that's when comics move to LA. I'll, I would say more often than not, their goal is to get their name on the wall of the comedy store. One thousand. Like what they say when an actor moves to LA, their goal is to join SAG. You know, that's the that's let's do this, and then after that, we'll do that's when things get cooking. Or to meet Ted Danson, but yeah. Well, 
you know, everyone's got a dream. <laughs> it's dance and sag. Yeah, yeah. Store. Dance and sag, then dance with a saggy Ted. <laughs> it's like, all right, this is, we're kind of spiraling. Kind of spiraling. Came in hot. Yep. Cooling off real quick. <laughs> Uh, man, that is so, thanks for sharing some insights into that. That's a really cool thing, dude. Yeah. And you're, uh, and you know what though? You are, um, the, the light and the love that you provide and exude at the store. It's a no brainer. Why you don't just pick anybody to do that. Um, and, uh, and you're a beloved, um, human to anybody that knows you. Uh, you light up every room. Um, Good vibes. I mean, you're truly living out what uh, what uh, Preppy uh, did, which was yeah. just no bad days, you know? No bad days, yeah, man. man. Um, and that's, I mean, shit, it's, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. And you hope that, like, you know, how you conduct yourself on and off the stage is, uh, is you know, it would uh, make your, your mom proud or, or, or whatever. However you use to gauge your, your choices and whatever. But the people that you surround yourself with, and it's like, you know, it's... Uh, when people are like, oh, you know, Murph, I'm like, uh, or even a buddy that'll tell me about like, just man, this guy at this comedy store, they're like, wait a minute, it was so cool, and we chat for whatever, I'm like, yeah, man. And then I'll give like a little bit of history, and they're like, of course you fucking know this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, you, you know, you gotta hold on to the good ones. Yes, um, all right, we're gonna wrap this up, but we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it in a way that, uh, that I do all the episodes, and it's, um, uh, um, it's a way that I do it. It's uh, inside the actor studio. R.I.P. James Lipton. We're doing a lot of R.I.P. shout outs. Uh, you no doubt would have been on the show at one point. So to close this out, we're going to get to know Ryan Mervis a little bit better. Um, Your stack of cards. With uh, Yeah, exactly. With the 10-question um, question questionnaire. I'll, I'll be again. playing uh, uh, Mr. Lipton, and you'll be playing yourself, Ryan Mervis. Here we go. I'm here with Ryan Mervis. Ryan, what is your favorite word? Rapscallion. Use it in a sentence. I met Adam Ray. What a rapscallion. What the fuck does that mean? I'm not 100% sure, but it's something silly yet lovable. Perfect. What is your least favorite word? (laughs) What turns you on? What doesn't turn me on? What turns you off? Broccoli. What is your favorite curse word? Shenanigasm. <laughs> Great band. If we ever start an all triangle band. <laughs> Shenanigasm. When you laugh so hard, you come. <laughs> From Fisher Price. It's a kid's toy. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Ooga. What sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Base jumper. What profession would you not like to do? Also base jumper. (laughs) If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Here we go. (laughs) Wow. Ryan Mervis, ladies and gentlemen, a legend, a gift from God. Uh... It should be known, too, that Rye has uh, been featured in many of the old Adam Ray TV sketches. So many good ones. You're a go-to player, and when I get my own show, sketch or regular, scripted, you know you'll be in that. I've told you that from the get-go, and I'm a man of my word. 
Dude, you've uh, you've helped me out more than so like I would say more than anyone in Hollywood. Oh man, you've always been so good to me. Like we did so many sketches back in the day. Yeah, you, me, like Sandy, Mel. Yeah, like and you've you've helped me get agents before. You've always been there for me. Like you've been, you're a fucking, you're a mensch. I love you, buddy. love you, pal. Um, I mean, helping people get opportunities is all you can do. And then you know what people, it's like. You know, you put your name on people that de- that deliver and that are funny, and it's the you know believing in uh, in uh, giving people the boost of like, yeah, you're the shit is so underrated, especially yeah. out here when you can go like I'm gonna you know even just the gesture of trying to do it gives people sometimes enough. I know at least for me when 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 um, and it's like the journey, the grind never stops, but getting those little people going, little attaboy, yeah, man, little attaboy, yeah. it goes a long way. Yeah. In this industry, everyone you're always questioning: Am I yes. working hard enough? Yes. Am I doing it right? Those little victories. And then if somebody, especially someone like you, who's been crushing it and well deserved, because you work harder than fucking anybody in this town. That's <laughs> trying. <laughs> <laughs> but like hearing it from someone that you can look up to, yeah, yeah, to get it out of boy is like a. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like all right. Well, it's there's one Carl's Jr. sketch. Type in Carl's Jr. Adam Ray. Merv crushes that, and then um, I'd say the the Boppet one is pretty spectacular. Boppet one's good. We might have to do another one for this next Dr. Phil show. October 17th, live at the Comedy Store main room with Adam Devine and Anders Holm. Might have to figure out uh, some new ones to shoot yeah. for that, or maybe just find a way to pull you into the live uh, attraction. Um, Dad versus stepdad was a good one. Oh, yeah. Dad versus stepdad <laughs> at this buddy's mansion. Yeah. Yeah, weird. With I mean, Eric kid. Norris yeah, in that. Yeah, the yeah. kid. Uh, I forget his name. He's, he's like... He like raps now on TikTok. Really, <clears throat> Andrew Andrew Astor. Like, like kid was funny. And I also want to congratulate you on um, on uh, shedding some lbs. Thanks, man. Yeah, big deal. Yeah. Should always be applauded. Yeah. Um, Down fifty pounds, just trying not to die. <laughs> when you told me that, I go good. Yeah. <laughs> we all, hey man, it's no human being uh, is is uh, even I read uh, this Beyonce article once. Yeah, I read. And yeah, uh, yeah, and she was saying about like how fucking tough it is to like she like it's she almost hates the life she has to live because of and look no sympathy but like like dude, I just want a piece of cheese pizza but you know <laughs> that's not her but uh, it's actually a very good dead on Beyonce but but everyone is trying to get a handle on that and so for you to to commit to that and fifties no small and and it shows thanks so keep on keeping yeah. Because we need you. Love you, buddy. Um, Ryan Mervis, at Ryan Mervis yeah, on, on, on the socials. On the socials. RyanMervis.com. Uh, come by the store. Uh, have a cocktail. See him. He's a hilarious comic. And um, and I love you for being here. This Thank is just know. the beginning. Part one. In the books. Right. In the books. Give me a squirrel to close it out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>